0: In the shadowed depths of the ancient forest, where the moonlight struggled to pierce the dense canopy, Eric, a weary and desperate farmer, trudged through the underbrush. His farm was failing, and with it, his hope. Starvation loomed over his family like a dark cloud. Lost in his grim thoughts, he barely noticed the figure that emerged from the shadows ahead. Lucian, with his pale, ageless face and piercing eyes, exuded an otherworldly presence. Dressed in garments that whispered of bygone eras, he stood unnaturally still, observing Eric with a curious gaze. Eric, though initially startled, felt an inexplicable draw towards this mysterious stranger. Troubled times, are they not? Lucian's voice was smooth, echoing slightly in the still forest air. Eric, hesitant yet intrigued, nodded. The land has turned against me. I fear for my family's survival. Lucian stepped closer, his movements graceful and deliberate. What if I told you there is a way to save them? A way to transcend these mortal concerns? Eric's eyes narrowed with suspicion. What are you suggesting? I am offering you a pact, Lucian said, his eyes gleaming in the moonlight. Eternal life, strength beyond imagining, and the means to protect your loved ones. In return, I ask for your service. Eric's heart raced. Vampires were the stuff of legends, tales to scare children. Yet, here he stood, face to face with one. The temptation of Lucien's offer wrestled with his disbelief. And what does this service entail? Eric asked, his voice barely above a whisper. Your loyalty? your obedience. In return, you will never want for anything again, Lucian replied, extending his hand, an elegant and ancient ring glinting on his finger. Eric thought of his family, their gaunt faces, and the despair that had taken root in their home. He imagined them safe, well-fed, free from the constant shadow of want. The choice was agonizing, but the promise of their safety was too enticing. With a heavy heart, he reached out and took Lucien's hand, sealing the Crimson Pact. "'I accept,' he uttered, his voice laced with a mix of fear and determination. As their hands clasped, Eric felt a surge of energy, a chilling sensation that crept through his veins. Lucien's eyes glowed with a triumphant yet ominous light. The pact was made, binding Eric to a destiny far beyond the simple life of a farmer, The path ahead was shrouded in darkness and uncertainty, but the decision was irrevocable. Thus began Eric's journey into the night, a path that would lead him through trials of the body and soul, challenging his humanity and reshaping his very existence. The night air was cool and still as Eric staggered away from the ancient forest, the pact with Lucienne sealed. The world around him seemed altered, shadows deeper, sounds sharper. His heart pounded fiercely, a rhythmic drum in his ears, each beat echoing the profound change brewing within him. As he neared his humble farmhouse, a searing pain coursed through his body. He collapsed onto the dew-covered grass, convulsing under the moon's watchful gaze. His vision blurred, colours merging into a kaleidoscope of night. He could feel his very essence shifting, contorting into something new, something other. Hours passed, or perhaps it was minutes. Time lost meaning in the throes of transformation. Eric lay there, his body racked with spasms, as his human form was slowly, agonizingly reshaped by the vampiric curse. When the transformation finally subsided, he rose, a creature reborn. His senses were heightened to an unimaginable degree. The rustling of leaves sounded like whispers, The scent of the earth was intoxicating and the faintest heartbeats of nearby creatures throbbed in his ears. He felt a surge of strength, an exhilarating, terrifying power. Yet, with these newfound abilities came an insatiable hunger, a primal urge that clawed at his insides. It was a thirst like no other, demanding satisfaction. Eric stumbled towards the nearby woods, driven by this overwhelming desire. In the shadows of the trees, he encountered a deer. His instincts took over, swift and merciless. The hunt was brief, a blur of motion and ferocity. As he fed, a part of him recoiled in horror. This was not him, not the man he remembered. But another part reveled in the hunt, in the satisfaction of his thirst. Breathless, Eric stood in the aftermath the lifeless deer at his feet. His mind raced, grappling with the duality of his existence. He was no longer just Eric, the farmer. He was something more, something dark and powerful. Yet the remnants of his humanity clung to him, a whisper of conscience in the storm of his transformation. As the first light of dawn touched the horizon, Eric knew he could never return to his old life. He was a creature of the night now bound to Lucien, and the Crimson Pact. With a heavy heart, he turned away from the farm, from the life he once knew, and stepped into the shadows, embracing his new existence as a vampire. The world had changed for Eric, not just within, but all around him. As a new vampire, he quickly learned that the night held more than just freedom and power. It also harbored dangers, the most formidable being the Silver Cross, an elite guild of monster hunters. Eric first heard whispers of the Silver Cross in a decrepit tavern, nestled in the shadows of a forgotten alley. Vampires and other creatures of the night spoke in hushed tones about these hunters, each tale more unsettling than the last. They were relentless, skilled, and equipped with an array of weapons and artifacts designed specifically to kill beings like him. Curiosity and caution warred within Eric as he decided to learn more about this guild. He skulked through the night, using his enhanced senses to gather information. The Silver Cross wasn't just a band of hunters. They were the pinnacle of their craft. Each member a master in their own right, with a personal vendetta against the supernatural. One evening, as Eric traversed the cobblestone streets of a sleeping village, he sensed an unfamiliar yet dangerous presence. His instinct screamed at him to flee. But it was too late. A figure cloaked in dark leathers emerged from the shadows, a silver cross gleaming on her chest. She was a member of the silver cross, her eyes cold and calculating, a hand resting on the hilt of a sword that seemed to thirst for vampire blood. Eric tensed, ready to defend himself. I know what you are. She hissed, her voice a blend of loathing and excitement. Your kind doesn't belong in this world. Eric, caught between his newfound predatory instincts and his lingering humanity, hesitated. That moment of hesitation gave the hunter the opening she needed. She lunged forward, sword slashing through the air. Eric narrowly dodged, the blade slicing through the fabric of his coat. A chase ensued a deadly dance through the deserted streets. Eric's vampiric agility kept him one step ahead, but he knew he couldn't outrun her forever. In a desperate move, he leapt onto the rooftops, using the height to his advantage. The hunter pursued relentlessly, but Eric managed to lose her among the maze of buildings. He didn't stop running until the village was nothing but a distant silhouette against the dawn sky. Panting, his heart racing, Eric realized the gravity of his situation. The Silver Cross was a real and lethal threat, a constant danger lurking in the shadows. From that moment on, he knew he had to be more cautious, more cunning. The night was no longer a sanctuary. It was a battlefield, and he was squarely in the crosshairs of the Silver Cross. Eric's nocturnal wanderings eventually led him to the ruins of what seemed like an ancient monastery, Half swallowed by the forest. Vines and moss clung to the old stones, and the air was thick with the scent of decay. It was here, amidst these forgotten relics, that Eric stumbled upon the entrance to a hidden tomb. The tomb's entrance was concealed beneath a tangle of roots and earth. Driven by an insatiable curiosity about his sire, Lucian, and the vampire world he was now a part of, Eric cleared the way and descended into the darkness below. The air inside was stale, heavy with the weight of centuries. As he explored the tomb, his eyes, now adapted to the darkness, noticed strange inscriptions on the walls. The symbols were unlike any he had seen, ancient and mystical. Amidst these inscriptions were carvings and paintings that depicted the history of a vampire much older than any story Eric had heard in the taverns. In the deepest chamber of the tomb, Eric found what he was unconsciously seeking, a cryptic mural that seemed to illustrate Lucian's origin. The mural showed a figure, unmistakably Lucien, standing beside a mysterious shadowy entity. This entity was handing Lucien what appeared to be a dark, swirling vortex, a symbol of immense power. Other figures in the mural, their faces twisted in fear and reverence, looked on. Beneath the mural, in a language that Eric could somehow understand, a prophecy was inscribed. It spoke of the one who received the knight's gift from the shadow entity, a gift that granted great power but came with a hidden vulnerability. This vulnerability, the prophecy hinted, lay in Lucienne's connection to the shadow entity itself. Eric stood there, absorbing every detail of the mural and the prophecy. It was a revelation that Lucien, the seemingly invincible vampire lord, had a weakness linked to his very origin. This information was a glimmer of hope, a potential key to Eric's liberation from the Crimson Pact. As Eric left the tomb, the knowledge he gained weighed heavily upon him. He knew that uncovering Lucien's vulnerability was just the beginning. The path to exploiting this newfound weakness would be perilous and fraught with danger, but it was a path he was now determined to follow. In his quest to temper the vampiric beast within, Eric turned to ancient texts and forbidden lore. His research led him to a long lost recipe for a concoction known as the Nightshade Elixir, a brew rumoured to subdue a vampire's darker urges. With a blend of hope and desperation, Eric decided to experiment with the elixir. Gathering the rare ingredients was a task in itself, leading Eric into the depths of cursed forests and to the doorsteps of secretive alchemists. Each component of the elixir was steeped in dark magic and whispered of old, forgotten powers. Under the light of a waning moon, Eric mixed the elixir. The liquid simmered in the cauldron, emitting a luminescent glow and an intoxicating aroma. When it was ready, he drank the shimmering concoction feeling its cold fire coursing through his veins. Initially, the effects were miraculous. Eric found that he could walk amongst humans, feeling less of the beast's hunger gnawing at his insides. He could think more clearly, remember fragments of his humanity that seemed lost forever. For a brief, shining moment, Eric dared to hope that he might find a semblance of balance in his cursed existence. But this hope was short-lived. Soon, Eric began to experience alarming side effects. His senses, once heightened to supernatural acuity, started to falter. He found himself blinded by daylight, his hearing muffled and his strength waning. Worse still, he began to have lapses in memory, moments of time lost to a foggy haze. One night during a foray into the city, Eric's vision blurred and his legs gave out beneath him he collapsed in an alley, vulnerable and disoriented. The night, once his dominion, now felt like a treacherous maze. As he lay there, grappling with his weakening body and the resurgence of his vampiric hunger, Eric realized the grim truth. The Nightshade Elixir was a double-edged sword. It suppressed his monstrous nature, but at the cost of his newfound powers and, possibly, his mind. With a heavy heart, Eric knew he had to cease using the elixir. The brief respite it had offered from his vampiric urges was not worth the debilitating cost. He was back to where he started, but now, with the added fear of what his uncontrolled urges might lead him to do. The struggle for mastery over his own nature continued, more desperate than ever. While navigating the treacherous world of vampire politics and his own internal battle, Eric's path took an unexpected turn with the appearance of Isabella. Lucienne's long-lost sister. Her arrival was as dramatic as her reputation. She swept into the vampire underworld like a storm, her presence immediately challenging Lucien's authority. Isabella was a striking figure, her demeanor exuding both grace and power. Unlike Lucien, whose aura was shrouded in darkness, Isabella seemed to possess a different kind of intensity, one that was as mesmerizing as it was dangerous. Her eyes, when they met Eric's, held centuries of secrets and a flicker of something else, perhaps a shared disdain for Lucien. Eric first encountered Isabella in a grand hall where the elite of the vampire society gathered. She was arguing vehemently against Lucien's latest decree, her voice commanding attention. After the assembly, she approached Eric, her approach direct and purposeful. You are Eric, aren't you? The farmer who Lucien turned she said, her voice tinged with a mix of curiosity and sympathy. Eric, taken aback by her directness, nodded cautiously. "'Yes, I am. And you are Isabella, Lucienne's sister.' A smile flickered across Isabella's lips. "'Indeed I am, and I believe we have a common interest, you and I.' Her words piqued Eric's interest, and he listened intently as Isabella spoke of her long exile, imposed by Lucien after a bitter feud. She had returned not just for retribution, but to restore a semblance of balance to the vampire world, which she believed Lucien had disrupted with his tyrannical rule. Isabella was well aware of Eric's struggles and his quest to find a way to overcome Lucien. She proposed an alliance, offering him her knowledge and resources. In return, she sought Eric's support in her bid to challenge Lucian's reign. Lucian is not invincible, and neither are you, Isabella said, her gaze piercing. Together, we can achieve what neither of us can do alone. You seek freedom from his clutches, and I seek justice. Our goals align, Eric. Eric weighed her words carefully. An alliance with Isabella could be the turning point in his struggle against Lucien. Yet he couldn't help but wonder about her true motives. Could she be trusted, or was this another trap in the complex web of vampire politics? After a moment of contemplation, Eric extended his hand, deciding to accept Isabella's offer. Very well, Isabella. You have an ally in me. Let's see what we can do together against Lucien. Their handshake sealed the pact marking the beginning of a cautious but potentially powerful collaboration. Eric knew that this alliance would change the course of his journey, for better or worse. The game against Lucien had gained a new player, and the stakes were higher than ever. The alliance with Isabella brought Eric deeper into the labyrinthine world of vampire politics, culminating in a summons before the Shadow Council. This council was a secretive group of ancient vampires who held sway over vampire society, their decisions shaping the night world. Eric had heard rumors of the council, but their existence always seemed like a myth, a story told among younger vampires to explain the unseen forces that guided their lives. Now, standing at the entrance of a grand, hidden chamber, Eric realized the full extent of their influence and power. The chamber was vast, with high ceilings and walls adorned with intricate tapestries depicting the history of vampires. At the far end sat the council members, shrouded in shadows, their eyes glowing faintly in the dim light. They were as varied as they were intimidating, each bearing the marks of their ancient lineage. The council's leader, a venerable vampire named Valerius, addressed Eric with a voice that resonated through the chamber. Eric, you have been brought before us due to your recent activities. Your alliance with Isabella, your defiance against Lucien, it all disturbs the balance we strive to maintain. Eric stood firm, his resolve steeled. I seek only to free myself from Lucien's control and protect those I care about. A murmur ran through the council. Some seemed sympathetic to Eric's plight, while others viewed him as a mere pawn in the larger game. The council debated among themselves, their conversation a complex dance of veiled threats and alliances. Eric realized that the council was not a unified front, but a collection of individuals with their own agendas and desires. Valerius eventually silenced the council and turned his attention back to Eric. Your fate is intertwined with the greater machinations of our world, Eric. Whether you intend it or not, your actions have consequences far beyond your personal vendetta. We cannot allow you to disrupt the order we have established. Eric understood the gravity of the situation. He needed to navigate these treacherous waters carefully, using diplomacy and tact. I understand the council's concerns, he replied, but consider the benefit of having Lucian's power checked his unchecked ambition could be as destabilizing as any rebellion. This argument seemed to resonate with some council members. The politics of the vampire world were as much about power balance as they were about tradition and hierarchy. After a lengthy deliberation, the council reached a decision. Eric, you will not be hindered in your quest against Lucien, but be warned you are not to disturb the order of our society. Should you fail, The council will not intervene on your behalf. Eric nodded, understanding the delicate line he had to walk. As he left the chamber, he felt the weight of the council's gaze upon him. The shadow council had allowed him to continue his quest, but he knew that their eyes would be closely watching every move he made. The game of vampire politics was complex, and Eric had just become a key player. The quest for the Enchanted Blade began when Eric overheard whispers of a legendary sword imbued with ancient magic and capable of killing even the most powerful of vampires. Such a weapon could tip the balance in his favour against Lucian. The sword was said to be hidden in the ruins of a fortress, lost to time and guarded by unspeakable horrors. Eric set out, driven by the need to arm himself with a weapon that could end Lucian's reign. His journey took him through desolate lands, over treacherous mountains, and into forgotten territories where the map's edges read, Here be dragons. After weeks of travel, Eric arrived at the rumoured location of the fortress. It stood imposingly atop a craggy hill, its turrets broken, walls crumbling. The air around it was thick with an eerie mist, and the silence was unsettling. Eric cautiously made his way through the ruins, The deeper he ventured, the more he felt an unnerving sensation of being watched. Suddenly, the air shimmered, and ghostly apparitions emerged from the walls, their faces twisted in eternal anguish. They were the guardians of the sword, bound to protect it from unworthy hands. Fighting his way through the spectres, Eric reached the heart of the fortress. There, in a chamber lit by an ethereal glow, was the sword. It rested on a stone pedestal, its blade emitting a faint blue light. The sword was as beautiful as it was deadly, its hilt adorned with intricate runes and gems. As Eric reached for the sword, the air crackled with energy, and the spectres converged on him in a last, desperate attempt to stop him. Drawing on his vampiric strength and the skills he had honed since his transformation, Eric battled the apparitions with a ferocity he never knew he possessed. With a final, determined effort, Eric grabbed the sword. The spectres let out a collective wail and dissolved into the air, their curse lifted. The sword hummed with power in Eric's grasp, its magic resonating with his vampiric essence. Eric had acquired the enchanted blade, a weapon capable of ending Lucien's tyranny. As he left the ruins, sword in hand, he felt a sense of purpose like never before. The path ahead was fraught with danger. But Eric was no longer just a pawn in the vampire world, he was a force to be reckoned with. The confrontation with Lucian was inevitable, and now Eric had the means to face him. After acquiring the enchanted blade, Eric's journey led him to a secluded monastery where ancient texts and prophecies were guarded by a silent order of monks. It was here, among the dusty shelves and age-worn scrolls, that Eric discovered the Blood Moon Prophecy. The prophecy, written in an archaic script, spoke of a time when the moon would turn as red as blood, heralding the rise of a vampire who would bring balance between the worlds of humans and vampires. This vampire, neither wholly consumed by darkness nor bound by human morality, would stand at the crossroads of both worlds, ushering in an era of change. As Eric read the prophecy, a sense of destiny enveloped him. The description in the prophecy matched his own journey. A farmer turned vampire, walking the line between human and monster, seeking to overthrow a tyrannical vampire lord. The monks, who had observed Eric since his arrival, began to whisper among themselves. They believed Eric was the vampire foretold in the prophecy. Word of Eric's discovery and the monk's belief spread quickly through the vampire and human worlds. Many saw him as a beacon of hope, a possible end to the endless conflict between vampires and humans. Others, particularly those in power, saw him as a threat to the established order. As the belief in Eric's role in the Blood Moon Prophecy grew, so did the expectations placed upon him. He found himself elevated from a lone vampire seeking personal redemption to a symbol of change for many. This newfound status brought allies, but it also attracted enemies, wary of the change Eric represented. Eric struggled with the weight of the prophecy. He had never sought to be a savior or a symbol. His initial quest had been a personal one against Lucian, but as he reflected on his journey and the suffering caused by the endless conflict, he realized that his actions could have a broader impact. Embracing his role in the Blood Moon Prophecy, Eric resolved to use his newfound influence to seek a balance between humans and vampires. He knew the path would be fraught with challenges, but for the first time, he saw a purpose beyond his own vendetta. Eric, once a simple farmer, now stood as a pivotal figure in the ancient struggle between light and darkness. As Eric began to embrace his role in the Blood Moon Prophecy, Lucien was not idle. In his quest for dominance and sensing the rising threat Eric posed, Lucien sought out new dark alliances to bolster his power. He turned to a coven of witches infamous for their mastery of forbidden dark magic. These witches, shunned and feared even by many in the supernatural world, had long harbored resentment towards the vampire elite, making them willing partners in Lucien's scheme. In a clandestine ritual, held under a sky lit by a crescent moon, Lucien and the witches forged their unholy alliance. The witches imbued him with potent enchantments Enhancing his already formidable vampiric abilities with dark sorcery. Eric, informed of this development by his network of allies, knew he had to witness the extent of Lucien's newfound power himself. He tracked Lucien to an ancient ruin where Lucien was to demonstrate his amplified abilities to his followers. Hiding in the shadows, Eric watched as Lucien stepped forward, his eyes glowing with malevolent energy. With a mere gesture, Lucien conjured spectral flames that danced on his command, and with a word he twisted the very shadows into tangible, menacing forms. The display was both terrifying and awe-inspiring. Eric felt a chill run down his spine as he realized the full extent of the danger Lucien now posed. The combination of vampiric strength and dark magic made Lucien more powerful and unpredictable than ever. The witch's magic had not only enhanced his physical capabilities, but had given him control over elements that were once beyond even a vampire's reach. The followers around Lucien looked on with a mixture of fear and adulation, their loyalty cemented by his display of power. Eric understood that challenging Lucien would now be more perilous than he had anticipated. The rules of the game had changed, and the stakes were higher than ever. As Eric retreated into the night, his mind raced with plans and strategies. He knew he had to be smarter, more resourceful, and more cautious in his approach. The enchanted blade in his possession was a significant advantage. But against Lucien's newfound powers, it might not be enough. Eric needed to gather more allies, more knowledge, and prepare for the inevitable confrontation with Lucien. The battle for balance in the supernatural world had escalated to a new level, and Eric was at its center. In his quest to understand more about his vampiric nature and seek ways to counter Lucien's new powers, Eric's journey led him to the ruins of an ancient castle, whispered to be Lucien's original lair. Deep within these ruins, Eric discovered a secret chamber, hidden away from the world. There he found an ancient vampire imprisoned by Lucien centuries ago. This vampire, known as Alaric, was a relic of a bygone era, his appearance that of nobility long forgotten. Chained and weakened, Alaric's eyes still burned with an undiminished fire. Despite his imprisonment, his demeanor exuded a sense of timeless wisdom and sorrow. Eric, sensing a kindred spirit, approached cautiously. I am Eric. I seek knowledge about our kind and about Lucien, he said. Alaric's gaze fixed upon Eric, piercing through the shadows. Then you have come to the right place, young one. I have seen the rise and fall of empires in my time, and I have learned much about the curse we bear. As Alaric spoke, Eric listened intently. The ancient vampire spoke of the origins of their kind, of the first vampires who walked the earth and of the primal forces that gave birth to the vampiric curse. He explained how the curse was both a gift and a burden, granting immense power but at a great personal cost, an eternal struggle against the beast within. Alaric also revealed secrets about Lucien, his rise to power and his ambitions. He explained how Lucien had imprisoned him, fearing Alaric's knowledge and influence. Lucien seeks not just power, but dominion over all both human and vampire. His thirst for control knows no bounds, Alaric lamented. The most profound truth Alaric shared was about the nature of their curse. The true struggle of our kind is not against the hunters or the daylight, but within ourselves. Our greatest battle is the fight to retain the fragments of our humanity, to not lose ourselves to the darkness. Eric absorbed every word, Feeling a deep sense of connection to Alaric's lament. It mirrored his own internal conflict, the constant battle between his human past and his vampiric nature. As their conversation drew to a close, Alaric imparted a final piece of wisdom to Eric. Remember, the strength of a vampire lies not in the power of his bite, but in the strength of his spirit. You have the potential to change our world, Eric do not lose yourself in the process. Leaving the chamber, Eric felt a renewed sense of purpose and understanding. Alaric's words had given him not just knowledge, but a deeper insight into his own nature and the struggle that lay ahead. As Eric continued to marshal his forces against Lucian, a new and unsettling threat emerged. A doppelganger, a creature with the sinister ability to assume the appearance of anyone, infiltrated his circle of allies. This creature was not just a mimic. It was a master of deception, sowing seeds of paranoia and discord. The first sign of trouble came when Eric received conflicting messages from his allies, each claiming to have seen the other in places they couldn't possibly have been. Suspicions arose, accusations flew, and trust, the fragile glue holding Eric's coalition together, began to crumble. Eric realized the gravity of the situation when he encountered what he thought was Isabella in a secluded hideout, only to learn later that the real Isabella had been elsewhere at the time. The chilling implication was clear. The doppelganger was among them, masquerading as one of their own. The creature's interference was cunning and calculated. It fed on the fear and mistrust within the group driving wedges between allies who had once trusted each other implicitly. Eric found himself questioning his every interaction, analysing each word and gesture for any sign of deception. The situation reached a breaking point when Eric convened a meeting with his closest allies to expose the doppelganger. Tensions ran high as accusations and suspicions filled the room. In a shocking turn, the doppelganger revealed itself, having taken on the appearance of one of Eric's most trusted friends. The revelation was a brutal blow to Eric, who had confided his deepest fears and strategies to this friend. With its cover blown, the doppelganger fought fiercely, using its ability to assume the forms of several allies in quick succession, disorienting Eric and his companions. The creature eventually escaped, but the damage it left in its wake was profound. Eric stood amidst his fractured group, the trust they once shared shattered by the doppelganger's machinations. The realisation that the enemy could be anyone, anywhere, was a heavy burden. It was a psychological warfare that left Eric and his allies vulnerable and isolated, each afraid to trust the other. The encounter with the doppelganger was a harsh lesson for Eric. In his fight against Lucien, he had focused on physical strength and strategy, but now he saw that the battle was also mental and emotional. The doppelganger had exploited their human vulnerabilities, something Eric realized Lucien could do just as easily. He knew he had to rebuild the trust within his group and prepare them for more than just physical combat. They needed to be ready for a war that targeted the mind and soul as well. With the enchanted blade in hand and a heavy heart, Eric began planning the final confrontation with Lucien. The knowledge he had gained from Alaric, combined with the experience of dealing with the doppelganger, had prepared him for this moment. Eric knew that the battle would not just be a test of physical strength, but a clash of wills and strategies. He gathered his remaining allies, rebuilding the trust that had been eroded by the doppelganger's deception. Together, they devised a plan to confront Lucien, a plan that required precise timing, coordination, and a bit of subterfuge. Eric also sought the aid of those who had once stood neutral, including members of the Shadow Council who saw Lucian's growing power as a threat to the balance. The stage was set at Lucian's stronghold, a castle perched atop a desolate cliff, bathed in the eerie light of the full moon. Eric and his allies approached under the cover of darkness. Lucian, anticipating Eric's move, had gathered his own forces, including the coven of witches who had bolstered his powers. The air crackled with magical energy, and the night sky was alive with the sounds of the impending battle. As they neared the castle, Eric gave the signal and chaos erupted. Vampires, witches, and Eric's band of allies clashed in a maelstrom of magic and brute force. The enchanted blade in Eric's hand glowed with a fierce light, cutting through the dark magic that Lucien wielded. Eric fought his way through the melee, his focus solely on Lucien. Their eyes met across the battlefield, a silent acknowledgement of the inevitable duel to come. Lucien, with his amplified powers, unleashed devastating attacks, but Eric countered, driven by a mix of vengeance and a desire to end the tyranny. The battle raged around them, a violent dance of light and shadow. Eric's allies, each a skilled fighter in their own right, held their ground against Lucien's forces. The witches, seeing the tide turning, began to falter, their dark spells unable to withstand the combined might of Eric and his team. Finally, Eric and Lucien met in the heart of the battlefield, their swords clashing with a sound like thunder. The duel was fierce, with each combatant matching the other's skill and ferocity. Eric, fueled by the knowledge of Lucien's vulnerability, and the power of the Enchanted Blade pressed on, pushing Lucien back. As the climax of their duel approached, the outcome of the battle hung in the balance. The air was thick with the smell of magic and blood, and the ground was littered with the fallen. It was a confrontation that would decide the fate of vampires and humans alike, a culmination of centuries of strife and conflict. The final confrontation between Eric and Lucien was more than a fight for power. It was a battle for the soul of the vampire world. As their blades met in a shower of sparks, the future of both species hung precariously in the balance. The climactic battle reached its zenith, as Eric, wielding the enchanted blade, faced Lucien in a final, desperate duel. The clash of their swords echoed through the night, a symphony of rage and resolve. With a swift, decisive strike, Eric plunged the blade into Lucien's heart. Lucien's eyes widened in shock, then dimmed as the life drained from him, his body crumbling to dust. As Lucien's form disintegrated, a sudden, overwhelming torrent of memories flooded into Eric. They were not his memories, but Lucien's. Eric staggered under the weight of centuries of experiences, emotions and thoughts that were not his own. Through Lucien's eyes, Eric saw a young man centuries ago, much like himself, full of hope and dreams. He witnessed Lucien's own transformation into a vampire, his initial horror and denial, and the eventual acceptance of his new existence. Eric felt the pain of Lucien's losses, the loneliness of eternal life and the gradual hardening of his heart. The memories continued to pour in, revealing the cyclical nature of the vampire curse. Lucien, too, had once sought to overthrow his own sire, a struggle mirroring Eric's. He had experienced the same trials, the same battles, and ultimately, the same rise to power. With each passing century, Lucien's initial intentions to change the vampire world for the better had faded replaced by a quest for power and control. Eric reeled from the realization that the vampire curse was more than just a physical transformation. It was a cycle that repeated itself, generation after generation. Each new vampire, born from a desire for change, was destined to eventually become what they had once fought against. As the last of Lucian's memories settled within him, Eric understood the tragic truth. Lucien had once been in his place, a rebel fighting against an oppressive sire. And now, with Lucien gone, Eric stood at the precipice of the same path. The struggle for power, the desire to impose one's will on the vampire world, was a loop that had ensnared them all. The revelation shook Eric to his core. He had fought so hard to free himself from Lucien's control, only to discover that he was at risk of becoming the next Lucien, The enchanted blade, once a symbol of hope and liberation, now felt heavy in his hand, a reminder of the eternal cycle he was now a part of. As the dawn approached and the remnants of the battle lay scattered around him, Eric faced a new dilemma. Would he embrace the cycle, allowing himself to become what he had despised, or would he find a way to break free from this eternal curse? The weight of centuries lay upon his shoulders, and the path ahead was more uncertain than ever.